Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety that you get right here on the CEP Network. The CEP Network now has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all their great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It's that easy. What are your goals? Are you looking to gain muscle? Are you looking to lose fat? Are you looking for an energy supplement? Heck, maybe you're looking for a place to make your own custom smoothie or oatmeal. Well, look no further than True Nutrition. They have everything you need with the best quality ingredients. There are a million supplement companies out there selling a million different supplements, and I know it's hard to choose. Marketing has a lot to do with the decision that most people make. A lot of people will go with the one with the cooler label without even looking at the ingredients. Well, the cool thing about True Nutrition is that they don't try to hide behind a label. They take the money from the appealing marketing, and they put it into the supplements to bring you the best product possible. Again, C-E-P-N in the promo code box. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast Network's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get your thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. Now, let's get into the episode. Well, hello there. Thank you for checking out another episode or your first episode. Either way, I'm happy you're here. This is Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Colt Brocado, my good friend, Patrick Blair, in Zoom land, normal. Let's do this. What do you want to talk about today? You have so many rants, apparently. I'm excited to hear what, what, do you, I'm excited to hear what you got. What, what do you think I'm pissed off about, if you had to take a guess? I'm going to say Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. 100%. Okay. Now, while I didn't watch it, because there, I just could not bring myself, even if it had been free, I don't know if I could have watched it. I think I've explained before that Roy Jones is my favorite boxer of all time. I grew up watching him uh, and he fought way, way past when he should have. I mean, he's been punchy since 2003 and he fought 15 years after that for 15 years after that at a high level too, which is, you know, he wasn't fighting at the YMCA, like he was fighting <laughs> real fighters uh, at, at at multiple weight classes. So while I look up to him and he's, you know, sort of inspirational in a way, he's also, a, unfortunately, a tale of what not to do if you're a fighter. But he also inspires other fighters because he has that fighting spirit. Like he just did not want to stop fighting. But what do you, so, what, what do you mean by that, though? Like what fighters shouldn't do? You mean like fighting past when yeah. you should be fighting. Is that what you mean? Okay. Yeah. When it, when it becomes bad for your health, it's already bad for your health, no matter how old you are or right. how many fights you've had. Right. But when it becomes bad for your health, just to get in there and take a few shots, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Um, still one of the greatest ever to do it. Still my favorite. Um, it's going to be hard for anyone to surpass him. I mean, there's for me, there's him and Evander Holyfield. Those are my two favorites. Um, both fought way past when they should have been retired. Um, so I couldn't bring myself to watch it. So even if it were free, I probably wouldn't have watched it because I think it was just, there were so many, so many red flags about it in general, the judging, the rules, 
They're not going to go for knockouts, it, just everything about it. But then they charged you 50 bucks. Right. And I, you look, I wasn't going to spend $50 on it. I just couldn't. Had there been a situation where perhaps you were over at my house and it, we, it was like, hey, let's have a few beers and watch this shit show, then yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> and I wouldn't even have asked you to split it with me. I'd just be like, I'll, 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 I'll pay the price. <laughs> just just buy, <laughs> buy some beer. Both, we're good. <laughs> financially and emotionally, I'll pay the price for this. But um, what really bugged me was I felt like it was a disservice to boxing. I feel like boxing already has uh, – a giant hurdle when it comes to the mainstream and drawing in casual fans. And, you know, I think even for the boxing pundits and, and um, fanatics out there, I feel like they have to do a lot of explaining about boxing. Why are there so many belts? Why are there so many champions? Why doesn't this champion fight that champion? Why would that not be the logical choice of the fight to make coming up, you know, uh, I feel like myself and other people are constantly defending boxing or trying to justify horrible decision-making. And this is just icing on the cake, in my opinion. Um, what I am, sir, they're, they're, the one takeaway I have from it that I'm extremely grateful for is that Mike Tyson did, didn't get in there and act like a buffoon meaning he didn't bite anyone's ear. He didn't attack <laughs> anyone in between rounds. He, 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 Honestly, I was having a discussion with one of my fighter friends and we were just texting back and forth about it. And I said, I don't think he's capable of being in a boxing match where the stakes are high without being an idiot. I don't think he's capable of doing it anymore. I just think mentally he does not, he's, he doesn't have the mental capacity anymore to do it. And my friend was like, well, dude, he's 54. He's got kids, all that. I, I, that's fine. That's fine. I just didn't expect him to do it. I thought because the rule was in place where they weren't going to try to knock each other out, I thought he was going to try to rip Roy's head off. Now, all of the highlights I've seen, like he out. So the fight was ruled a draw, which right. I think was the best thing for everyone. Okay. Um, and all the highlights I've seen, it was Roy Jones being Roy Jones at 51, you know, moving away, dancing away throwing a left hook from odd angles, doing all of the things that makes you like Roy Jones. And it was Mike Tyson being bulldog Mike Tyson. And he was able to keep his composure. He outlanded him significantly. Why the fight was ruled a draw, I don't know. I think it was the best thing to do for everyone, like I said. Um, but had you given Mike a decision, fine, whatever. That's cool, too. Uh, if they had given Roy the decision, that would have been bad and would have been more explaining for boxing uh, fanatics to do about why, how, who was watching that fight, who scored that fight, how did Roy win? So, but why, why is the draw the best route to go? Because it seems like from from everything that I've seen so far about it, Tyson just outscored him like by an insane amount. So, well, draw sets up another fight. So I. Do you have you have you haven't seen any numbers yet? I haven't. Have you seen any numbers about like what this drew or how much money this made or anything like that? How many buys at least? I looked this morning. Yeah, no, I looked this morning. I, I can't find anything. However, the pre-fight sales broke records, which I don't believe for one minute. Like it was trending to do better than Pacquiao McGregor if that fight happens. I I'm not buying it wow. one bit. I think that was just and all of the sources on that were goofy websites anyway. It wasn't like ESPN was reporting that, um, you know. Uh, so, um, 
So no, I think it sets up another fight. And I think Mike went, Mike said after the fight, he wants to keep fighting. Uh, he has that fighting spirit back. But also, he did say something that was cool. He said, you know, we're both humanitarians. We wanted to sort of bring attention to the positives that could come out of this and this and that. Okay, that's cool. Because he and Roy Jones both are outspoken people. They have a lot of people that follow them. It was There were things about it that were okay. But what I didn't like is Mike then said he was happy that Jake Paul was on the card because without a fighter like he called Jake Paul a fighter, without a fighter like Jake Paul, Jake Paul casual fans aren't watching boxing. You know, um, he's bringing so a he, good audience to boxing. Yeah, so he's there. And I could not disagree anymore with that. Why? He's, I mean, he's bringing, a di- he's, he's bringing a different, I'm, I'm not talking about him being a fighter. I'm talking about him bringing a different audience to boxing. Is that a bad thing? Um, yes. Because of who that audience it's is? It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing for the real fighters on the card, such as Badu Jack, who fought on the card, two, two, two weight world champion. He's older. He fought a guy that. I mean, he should have wiped the floor with. He didn't finish him. He probably should have finished him. Um, that's good attention for him. Like on the Logan Paul KSI card, the second one, you had guys like Billy Joe Saunders fighting on that card. Now, that that card did one and a half million views, I think, worldwide, and something like 800,000 on the website for that fight. I think that's great for a guy like Billy Joe Saunders because he is not being seen by a mainstream audience whatsoever. You know, that is getting him attention that he needs. Um, He's going to have a big fight coming up. I believe he's fighting Canelo, if I remember correctly. Wow. So that's going to do. But look, does he fight Canelo without that audience, without that that exposure? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. They should have fought two years ago, to be honest with you. I don't know if Billy Joe Saunders would have been ready, but either way. So like, um. I get why that's so I like that exposure for the real fighters on the card. However, Jake Paul fought in his second fight and he fought a guy who's never fought before. Who's a retired NBA player who had no business being in the ring period. And to be honest with you, whoever, whoever sanctioned, whoever thought it was a good idea. Cause you know, there had to be some sort of a vote, you know, there, there had to have been a final vote. Whoever was that final vote to sanction that fight should be fired and should never sanction fights again because they're lucky that Nate Robinson didn't die when his head smashed against the canvas. Okay. Have you seen that knockout? I haven't yet. I I heard about it, but I haven't seen it yet. They're lucky that dude didn't die. Okay. He had no business being in there. Even with a guy like Jake Paul, Jake Paul, look, Jake Paul. I don't like the guy. I don't like I don't like what he is. I don't like what he does. But I'll be the first to admit, he's an athletic looking guy and looks like he can he knows what he's doing in there. Um, however, that doesn't mean that wasn't a shit show. Right. And that's what made the entire card a shit show. And what he's going to bring, the more they keep putting him on these cards, are the people that only want a shit show and not a boxing match. I want a boxing match. I don't want a shit show. I don't. I didn't watch Logan Paul versus KSI either time. Do you know why? I don't care. They're not boxers. They're not fighters. They're only going to do it for so long. They're only going to cash in for so long. And they're going to, they're going to say bye to the sport. You know, they're not going to fully embrace the sport. So 
And Jake Paul proved after the fight when he was interviewed that he only wants to be a part of a spectacle. He doesn't care about boxing. So you know who he called out? Do you know? Uh-uh. Dylan Dennis and Conor McGregor. That's what he called out. Good luck. That's just good luck I, getting the Conor McGregor fight. That's just, but also be, ju- that was just because that was just to have his name put together with Conor McGregor. Yeah. And you know who's to blame for that? Whoever sanctioned. You know who's to blame for Jake <laughs> Paul even thinking he can do something like that? Who? Conor McGregor. Be- for him, okay. All for right. him being right. such a mainstream star that he could call out the greatest, arguably the greatest boxer of all time, have no professional boxing matches under his belt, and go fight him on the biggest stage ever. Because of that, you got guys like Jake Paul who are delusional enough to think that, A, they deserve to be on a card with Mike Tyson, Roy Jones, Badu Jack, and then he's delusional enough to think that he can call out somebody like Conor McGregor. And I'll even give it I, – I, I, he's delusional to call out Dylan Dennis. Right. Please make that an MMA fight. Please. Dylan Dennis would rip his knee apart in in 15 seconds. Well, I was I was sitting here seconds. I was sitting here thinking about how different MMA is from boxing and how like these like you're never it would surprise me if you would ever see like a YouTube guy come to MMA and actually have an MMA. I mean, look at like because I guess I don't know if it's just because of how much extra training it takes because of all the different elements that are in MMA versus boxing, but I I just you, yeah. you're never gonna I don't think you're ever gonna see uh, Jake come over and do like a UFC fight or even a Bellator fight or even amateur I I don't see it I don't think it's possible. Um. Well, look, if there are two guys who could potentially do it, and who I could see doing it, it's those two guys the Paul brothers. They both come from wrestling backgrounds. Like I said, they're both athletic dudes, man. They they know how to move, you know, Uh, which is look when one of the biggest criticisms of CM Punk when he fought in the UFC is it was very clear that he's not an athletic guy. He's not, you know, his movement, the way, the way he moved in the octagon, the way he threw punches, the way he defended himself, it was not, Someone who's naturally athletic. It's someone who had been through some training and was trying to learn, but it was already too late in his life for him to learn that and be efficient enough to compete in the UFC. But look, if either of the Pauls were to fight MMA, I think they both should go through the road. I mean, they should go through, they should pay their dues. They shouldn't just immediately start fighting in the UFC. They shouldn't. They probably will if they do, but... So I don't I don't like that attention coming to boxing because again it's just more explaining we have to do and you know I that was just that that truly was that fight was the shit show of that card you know I I I don't like seeing guys who don't belong in there get hurt like that you know Nate Robinson got KO'd he was out before he hit the floor and then his face bounced off the fucking ground it's not good man it, it, look, it's just, it's, it's not a good look. And look, the, when he got knocked out, he was rushing in with his chin straight up in the air with his hands down. Like someone who's never fought. Say that, that's what boxers do, you know? right? Isn't that, what, isn't that how you're supposed to do it? <laughs> no. And this was after he had already been knocked down twice. Dang. So his, 
his brain said, his scrambled brain in the moment said, hey, just rush forward. He'll, he won't know what to do. Ding. 99. <laughs> so like with these two guys, do you think they were I- any part of the draw for this card? Do you think there's anybody, any, okay, I take that back. Do you think there's anybody else on the card that was a, a helpful draw besides just being Tyson and Jones Jr.? Well, I would love to say that Badu Jack helped, but I know he didn't because he's not a draw. We, it, yeah. it sucks. He's a, like I said, he's a, for, he's a former champion. He's a beast, but I know that he didn't draw. And that's why he was fighting before Jake Paul. So yeah, Jake Paul brought all of the shitheads from the internet that I don't really give a fuck if they like boxing or not. I don't care. I don't want you to watch boxing. In fact, I don't even want you to watch MMA. Stay on the internet. Stay a troll. Be a troll. I, I don't. I don't want them to be. I don't. I, I don't want them liking the same things that I do. I just don't. <laughs> but <laughs> you're a child. Yeah, you're a brought, child. <laughs> man (laughs) i get it though well but i'll tell you why i'll tell you why and it goes back to me saying that this is the reason that i can't stand sports media right now is everyone feels like they need to be a troll to get clicks so immediately after that knockout there are people who are considered to be legitimate journalists within the boxing and mma community posting memes about nate robinson i'm sorry but that's wrong Wow. I don't agree with that. Have some class, have some dignity, like care about your job. Right. You know, instead of your Twitter followers and your clicks, like I get it. It's how you earn your living, but can, couldn't you have found a more creative way to express your opinions on that fight? So I don't know, just join the rest of the trolls, I guess. I guess that's the easy way out. I, I, I don't yeah. like it, man. Um, I just, I don't like it. I, it's never, it's never something that I'm going to do. I'll troll the trolls, you know, <laughs> I'll troll the trolls. believe me. I trolled Stephen A. Smith last weekend when, uh, or on the, the day after Thanksgiving when the Cowboys lost and he showed up on sports center with a cigar and a cowboy hat. It's a fucking dick diver, dude. I can't stand him for so many reasons. It started with his treatment of his coworkers, which he did on television. I don't know how he got away with it. I've already talked about that. But now it's like, hey, the Cowboys are three and seven. Time for you to move on. Right. They're three and seven. They're not going to make the playoffs. Their star quarterback is out for the season. Their star running back can't get it together. He's clearly not right mentally. Move the fuck on. You know, you're just a troll. You're not a journalist. You're not an analyst. Move on. There's only one thing in what you Um, just said that I might have to disagree with, and there is a possibility they could still make the playoffs. Have you seen the division that they're in? Yeah, that's true. And I hate (laughs) as soon as it came out of my mouth, I go, oh, they're going to make the playoffs. (laughs) Thus giving him more of a platform to talk shit. Right. (laughs) Yeah, they very very well still could. I mean, it's going to take a miracle, but yeah, they're still mathematically in the playoffs, I guess. Which drives me nuts. Like they, Uh, they, They need to revamp something in in the NFL. Like the I mean this division's been terrible for how long now? Well, I mean, the Eagles won the Super Bowl like four, okay. like 3 years ago. Okay. All I, right. I'm just saying, you know, and then the Giants have won twice in the last what is it, 15 years, I guess. Uh so I mean, as terrible as it, as it is at times, okay. they have 3 of the last however many Super Bowl champions. 
It's only terrible because the Cowboys are the biggest drawing, highest revenue generating team in the NFL, and they constantly fall on their faces. Right. So I think that's what makes everyone else think it's terrible, and it makes the other teams, well, not to mention they have the Washington football team with the shittiest W font in the history of fonts <laughs> and no team name. So I guess there's that nonsense as well. Don't get me started. I, mean, I, I Like Stephen A. Smith, I will move on, or I should move on, and I will. I'll move on from that. Well, I have to, uh, I have to admit I'm just sour because apparently my team has no quarterbacks to play with today. Oh, that's right. So they, they no, they have a quarterback. Since when? Um, this morning. I forget the guy's name. His He played for... Wake Forest, uh, they signed him as an undrafted free agent to play wide receiver, but he's going to take the snaps. Let me look up his name. Dude, how, they just announced it this morning. How nervous could you be if you were in this if you were in this guy's position? Um, but then, I think but then play again, as loose as he can. But then again, I guess if you, I mean, it's not like he, he was playing for Wake Forest, so it's not like he wasn't playing quarterback as a high level at a high level. So. So his name is Kendall Hinton. Uh, I got, this was just a blurb I saw while I was doing things this morning um, when I had Sports Center on. But yeah, Kendall Hinton uh, transitioned to wide receiver late in a topsy-turvy career at Wake Forest. Um, until then, he was a dual-threat quarterback. As a freshman, he started two games and played nine before ending his season. Oh, he end, oh God, he had mono in it ended the season. So he appeared to be the Demon Deacons quarterback of the future, but then he had an ankle injury in his sophomore year, spent most of his redshirt sophomore season as a backup. He was slated to start as a junior, but got suspended. Jesus Christ. Lost the starting QB gig and moved to receiver. As a senior, he caught 73 passes for 1,000 yards, and then wideout became his path to the NFL. He went undrafted, signed with the Broncos, hung him with Denver through training camp. Then he was waived on cutdown day while out of the league for over a month. Um, Hitton worked on some kind of he worked as some sort of salesman. So now the Broncos re-signed him to their practice squad on November 4th. And then three and a half weeks later, he is now their starting quarterback. <laughs> that's, so from that, vacuum that, salesman that, to quarterback in that, three weeks. That's an insane an insane story. Because as you just said, it was basically a sporadic, he was basically a sporadic quarterback freshman year through junior and then just his senior year he became a wide receiver and then got drafted in the nfl as a wide receiver yeah and now he's gonna play quarterback again <laughs> this is that's insane yeah. <laughs> but he's clearly clearly got some talent i mean that's, yeah dude just be legitimately be just a one-year receiver and get drafted while yeah. he went you know while he didn't get signed and was cut i mean still that's that's pretty impressive yeah um, and he gets the start over Colin Kaepernick because, hey, Colin Kaepernick's still available, everyone. Oh, Let's keep talking about it. Jeez. Who would you rather have as your starting quarterback today? This guy. Hinton or Kaepernick? This guy. Give me Hinton. give me, Hinton. give me, me one minute or less on why, and then we'll move on because I, <laughs> I don't want to talk about Colin Kaepernick, but just give me, give me. You're a Broncos fan, so I have to know. I've just, I'm not, this has nothing to do with, all the kneeling stuff or anything like that. This is I, I'm just I have not been a fan of Colin Kaepernick since the beginning. In the very in the very beginning, I feel like he's one of those quarterbacks that he did well for his first season, and then everybody figured out how he plays and what he does, and they shut him down. 
Then after that, now you of course the whole kneeling fiasco and everything else that he's been a part of. And I, I understand that he's sitting on the sidelines right now, just waiting for somebody to call him up. But I think that's a, I think it's too high of an expectation. I don't think anybody wants that around them, especially in a season like right now. Oh wait, so you mean football has something to do with it? Maybe, yeah. You're racist, bro. <laughs> I know. All right, right. Let's move on from that. I know, right? <laughs> I can't. I can't spend any more time on Colin Kaepernick. Um, there was something else. Football, there there was something else football related, though. I was trying to think of, and I forgot it. You made me forget about it because you made me go on a rant about Colin Kaepernick. Uh, had to do it. Had to do it. You had to. <laughs> well, I oh, mean, it's, oh, it, I know what I was going to before I forget. Uh, I was going to mention PJ Walker. Do you see that he got his? He got his first win. The uh, he was playing for the Houston, whatever the XFL team. He just got drafted this year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got his first start, or not? Was it a, was it a start, or did he come in later in the game? I don't remember. Either way, he got his first win as a uh, in his first game in the NFL. Who does he play for? I don't even know who he plays for. I don't remember. Did he play on Thanksgiving? No, I think it was last week. I think. Now I have to know. Double check me on this. I should really come to the show with more knowledge about things. I just think about things on the fly, and then I'm like, I don't have any information on this at all. <laughs> oh, Carolina. That was what I was thinking, but Start I wasn't for, for sure. for them last week? Okay, so yeah, he started. So what? What? I guess Bridgewater's out? Yeah, I didn't know that he started last week for them. Yeah. Anyway, that's... I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was too busy... I was too busy gutting out another Browns win to pay attention to any other team. Um, are you? Are, oh, speak, yeah. So speak, speaking speaking of that, are you getting like somewhat excited? Mm-mm, you're having mm-mm. your head. You you even no matter how much you push it down, like it's got to be there's got to be something inside you. It's getting a little bit of exci- excited. I mean, they they got a pretty good record. Yeah, so here's the thing. That thing down inside of me is called diarrhea, and then as soon as they lose, I'm going to shit my pants, and then I'm going back to the way it should be, which is just, wah, eh, wah, okay. eh, All right. playing, eh. Um, and you know what? This week is a perfect setup for me to fall back to that place because they're playing Jacksonville, and uh, who is starting uh, for Jacksonville? Oh, God. Um, damn it, Mike Glennon, who I believe is on his sixth NFL team in three weeks. I'm exaggerating there, but anyway, um, so he's starting for Jacksonville. So if the Browns defense can't contain Mike Glennon in that high-powered Jacksonville Jaguars offense, Jacksonville's what two? Well, they won two games this season, I think. I believe. I believe they're. Yeah, I think it's two. Um, so to kind of wrap up what I was saying about the – so the the Jones-Tyson card, the, overall I'm grateful that Mike Tyson kept it together and, and actually looked like he wanted to be in there and wanted to fight and wanted to box and wanted to sort of – had that sort of – that passion that you used to see out of him. I mean, as much as you can see in that, in a, you know, in a 54-year-old – you know what I mean? But well, let me ask you this: from what from what you've seen, does he stand up to anyone boxing now? 
like current high level boxing does Mike Tyson stand a chance to step into the into the ring with somebody? No. No. Okay, so you're talking re- like a top fifteen heavyweight. In anybody, anybody. The reason I ask is because he's saying or you you said that he said that he wants to continue this. So is this just does he just make so, the rounds with old fighters? who are retired and just try and just, I, I have, fi- I have to figure maybe one more fight might be a draw if he can fight somebody high level. But after that, yeah. this goes away. It seems like, or is there it, or is it worth retired, the time? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess we'll have to see what the pay-per-views were, but if, if both of these guys made good money, why not have a rematch or, I would feel like if they had a rematch, though, they would up the stakes. I feel like perhaps might it, maybe it won't be an exhibition. Maybe the judging will be different. Maybe the rules will be different. I don't know. I, look, I, I like the way the rules were because I don't. I didn't want to see either of those guys get hurt. You know, I, it's just I don't. I don't get any joy, even though I like watching guys beat the shit out of each other. I don't get any joy out of seeing one of them get hurt, whether it's MMA, whether it's the highest of high levels in MMA or boxing. You know. I hated watching Deontay Wilder get his ass kicked by Tyson Fury. I hated it. I'm a Deontay Wilder fan, you know, more so than I am a Tyson Fury fan. I hated watching it, dude. I had an uneasy feeling in the pit of my stomach that entire fight because he was getting the shit kicked out of him and he didn't have any answers. It's one thing if a guy gets rocked and he comes back and proves to you like he can hang in there. He has answers for the guy across the ring from him. He can defend himself. You know, that's one thing, but Deontay Wilder didn't have any answers. He was getting, I mean, it was just a, it was like, he was getting bullied. And I was just, I don't like watching that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, th- that's what internet trolls want to see. They right. go to the internet to watch bum fights and they go to the internet to watch, you know, backyard fights and shit like that. Stay there. Those two, all of you people, if you're one of those people and you're listening, stay there. Don't come it's, to boxing. It, it's, it's, don't it's, come it, to MMA. It's literally no different than like, the armchair quarterbacks, the guys, the guys drinking beer and eating wings on Sunday, sitting in their chair, yelling at a quarterback on the TV that they're doing terrible. It, I mean, it's it's the same same con same, same concept. Yeah. You know, the, uh, your casual fans, which we talk about all the time, are they get people who want to see somebody get their head knocked off. And yeah. but I I also think they don't understand what you're explaining. Like they don't understand the concept of liking the sport without people like liking a sport as brutal as MMA and boxing, but not really wanting to see people get hurt. Like there, there there is a line there, but a lot of people don't understand it. Yeah. I love football too. And I love when a quarterback gets lit up, but I don't want to see him get hurt. Right. You know what I mean? I love when a quarter, (laughs) one of my favorite, I mean, the most devastating guy on my favorite football team swung a helmet at a quarterback <laughs> last season. And when he hits a quarterback, I get excited when he, you know, but also I know that he can fucking hurt somebody and I don't want to see it happen. You know, I want to see the quarterback get up and be able to finish the game. That's that was, not why I watch. That was with Pittsburgh, you know? right? Wasn't that brawl with Pittsburgh? Yeah. Yeah. Mason Rudolph. Um, which we, you know, I didn't know if that was a sore subject or not. I just, I thought about it. And you know where my heart, you know where my heart lies with that. Um, I also, I also thought about Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh being undefeated right now. And I was just curious on your take on that. So gross. Fuck them. 
What if, okay, we, we don't have to stay, stay on this. We can move forward. I just want I just want to ask. If Pittsburgh were to take it all the way and win a Super Bowl this year, does Roethlisberger retire? Um, I hope so because I'm tired of looking at his puffy face. <laughs> you really good um, answer. I, I really can't stand him. Uh, <laughs> I would say no. I would. I would say no. If I had to guess, I would say that he keeps playing. Um, because of the talent they have in place there, because of the coaching they have there and the fan base they have there, I would imagine that even if he does win a Super Bowl this season, I would think that he would hope that he could come back one more time and do it in front of all of the fans. Gotcha. In the stands. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like it would be a bad time to walk away because well, of COVID and, and the limited exposure that they're going to have live in front of their fan base. So gotcha. Well, the reason that's why I just say, a guess. The reason why I say that, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show or not, but I've been thinking a lot lately about how we're only a couple of years, if not less, away from like losing the veteran quarterbacks that we've got right now in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, your Drew Breeses, your Tom Brady's, your uh uh Ben Roethlisberger, you know, Aaron Rodgers. All, all these guys have been around for a long time, and it's weird to think that, uh, like Russell Wilson and Cam Newton and these guys are like veteran quarterbacks now. Like they've been in the league for quite a while, and it doesn't seem like they've been in, around yeah. that long. But they're going to be like that next class of, you know, Drew Brees and uh, Tom Brady and all those guys. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, is the wave below them, the wave of quarterbacks below them, are going to be even better. So yeah. with Mahomes and you know Kyler Murray, and while people don't seem to like them, and I think it's odd, uh, Jared Goff, I, you know, Dude, I a, think that I'm guy's still getting better. Yeah, huh? I said I'm yeah, a fan I, I for think sure. He's getting better, and I, yeah. Um, who's another guy I was thinking of? Um, 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 um shit. Well, look, look at. Two of the youngest guys in the – they're actually facing each other today. Uh, Herbert for the Chargers and uh, Jake Allen for the Buffalo Bills. Those two guys yeah. look like fucking killers. Yeah, They look great so yeah. far. Now, they could digress. I don't know. Um, but still, I mean, those two guys – so do you, if you look at like the next wave of guys coming up, it's just – it looks – I wanted to throw a Baker Mayfield in there, but I'm not sold. <laughs> so we'll leave him out of that. This is this is what you go through as a Browns fan. Um, so, it, anyway, I, also Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke can be a stud if he can stay healthy. Yeah, that seems to be a theme with him though. Is he's not? He seems to be kind of injury prone. Yeah. unfortunately, I think he's he's got he's. I think he, I think he's an NFL quarterback for sure. But is he a star NFL quarterback? We'll see. He could be one of those guys that just bounces around because, you know, he couldn't stay healthy. He'll have one of those years that you see out of a guy. He'll have like, like a Case Keenum type year yeah. where he kind of surprises everyone. And then, or maybe he floats, um, he floats around as a backup quarterback and then he gets another shot to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I think Denver's a good place for him, though, because the front office really likes him. So when you have the front office on your side, fuck, the world is yours until. They finally pull the plug. How long that you know? How long that is? I don't know. But right. Um, I guess you. I guess you've seen that Detroit just got rid of their GM and coach. Yeah, that's not surprising. I think uh, 
Well, I I had I didn't notice I didn't realize, which I guess I should have because I follow I follow Stafford. I like Stafford as a quarterback, but he's only good for like the first five games of the season. I, I, I'm sorry, not just Staff, he, not yeah. not just Stafford the team the team in general, but I I didn't notice the record until uh, I guess it was on Thanksgiving Day. They showed the record on TV, and I was like, hit the coaches record with that team is at god awful yeah it was it, stafford needs to get out of there yeah he needs to get out of there um but, it, but that we, that place is just a black hole for talented football players it, it really is it, they they haven't won a playoff game in 60 years something like that right you i know? just I, I just wonder like if nothing else maybe tom brady his move to Tampa Bay should have been a a wake up call to some other quarterbacks, maybe like a like a Stafford, that you can go somewhere else and be successful. Like, yeah, how, like, but... like how many how many how many people thought that Tom Brady would ever leave New England? Yeah, but as as, as painful as this is to say, you're also talking about arguably the greatest quarterback in the history of football. It's not like every guy can go do that. I mean, it pains me that you if said there was it, one yes. guy that could. <laughs> it was him. I mean, Peyton Manning did it. He la- he left and you know won a Super Bowl elsewhere. And right, uh, not many quarterbacks can do it. I think Stafford needs to get the hell out of there. Like I said, I think it's a black hole for talented football players. If you think about, they have arguably two of the greatest players at their position. Never, never even sniff the playoffs. Never even sniff winning. You know, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. Right. Two of, just forget about at their position, two of the greatest football players ever play for that fucking franchise and get nothing out of it. Right. So much so that Barry Sanders was like, dude, I, I'm just going to retire young. I don't even want to get traded. I don't want to go anywhere else. I'm just going to stop. Like, this is too much. <laughs> um, both guys, Calvin Johnson retired young too, early too. So like, yeah, it's, it's, I think for them to, they should have just stuck with Jim Caldwell. He had gotten them to the playoffs two out of the four years he was there. He had a winning record. All the players really liked him. He seemed to have a good relationship with Stafford. It seemed to be working. Why they pulled the plug on that, they basically said, hey, he averaged nine wins a season while he was there, which most franchises would, I mean, that's a dream. Imagine if Jacksonville had a coach that got them nine wins in four seasons. Right. Each of the four seasons he was there, right? He would be considered God by the front <laughs> office. Uh, so they basically made a statement like, "Yeah, nine wins isn't going to be enough. We're getting rid of you." Um, and forget about. We won't even talk about the fact that people brought brought it up that he was let go because of his race, which you know it's inevitable that that conversation is going to happen, right? And I don't necessarily. I'm not saying I disagree or agree with that's the reason or it had anything to do with it, but it, it's. It's a it's a conversation that people have. Uh, so for them to replace it, it just it seemed odd when it happened. And I, I'm not like I'm not a Lions fan, so I didn't pay too much attention to what was going on. I just know that Stafford's a talented quarterback, and that team always just falls on their their faces. Um, oh well, I guess the other quarterback too um, that's in that the uh, veteran category would be Rivers, and of course, in his move to. Indy also, and I mean, Indy's doing well this season. Yeah, but he's, I mean, how much time does he have left? I don't know, but I'd like to see him. I, I've always been, like, not 
not a fan of Philip Rivers. If that makes any sense. I can't stand him. Really? I, I'm never a fan. As a, per- yeah, I don't as like a person, him at all. he looks like he's racist. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just everything. He looks like he's racist, and also that is. Um, <laughs> I don't. He, I don't know he, that I can agree with that statement in no, general. No, he looks like he's racist. He <laughs> looks like he says racist. <laughs> he, you know the, you know what it is. Here's what it is. You know the beginning of the movie Office Space when Homeboy's in his car and he's got a, I, what? Who did he have? Was it Scarface? Or the Ghetto Boys turned up really loud. Okay. And then the homeless black guy is walking up. Then he hits the lock and turns the music down. That's okay. Philip Rivers to me. Um, so anyway, what? but also why never... just because of his face, just because of his face that tells yeah, you hate his face. <laughs> hate his face. just like big Ben, hate his face. Um, okay. But, uh, he, 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 uh, he also would go in front of cameras and he would blame things on his teammates. I don't like that at all. Okay. He did that a lot. Okay. He would never, he would never just own up and, and assume the responsibility when the team lost. And I don't like that. I, gotcha. I think as the quarterback, sometimes you have to do that. And he always pointed the finger at other people on the field. I think that's bullshit. Um, and the fact that San Diego let him do it for so many years, I just was, I don't know. Um, I don't like that. So that, that I mean, I legitimately, I joke about his face, although I'm not joking. It's more about his, his the kind of teammate he was. I gotcha. When the camera, now look, when the cameras were turned off, those guys might have loved him and he might have been the best teammate ever. But doesn't really seem reassuring to me when my quarterback calls me out in an interview saying that because I dropped the pass in the third quarter of a tie game, that's the reason they lost or that was the momentum shift. And I mean, he would go on television and say shit like that. So that's why. Okay. Um, well, before, why don't you like him? I just said, I, racist face. I, just, I just said, I'm, I'm not, not a fan of him, but, uh, before we get away from football, I want to bring up, uh, I, I'm sure you followed the story or at least seen the story of this chick who started for Vanderbilt yesterday, or that uh, was the kicker for Vanderbilt yesterday. Wasn't her Vanderbilt? Yeah, she didn't start. No, she she, yeah. she was a kicker though, right? Yeah. Did she, she did do, the did, did she only do half one kickoff? Did she only do one kick in the whole, in the game? Yes, one. Okay, so I need your opinion on this. Um, I it is it is it as um, I mean it's a big deal because of course she's made history by doing this, but it is it should it be as big of a deal as it is? Uh, I would say from a football from a football perspective, yes, because she did it for a Power Five school. She did it for Vanderbilt. They're in the SEC, SEC. I mean, that's that's a big deal, right? For women, though, for those for those women out there that want to be treated equal and think we're all sexist pigs, they should have expected it, right? They should think, hey, we should all be playing football, right? So this 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 girl shouldn't be their hero. I think is, is what I'm getting at. I got to be very careful about this because my wife does listen to our episodes. Um, and she's just going to chop (laughs) my nuts off. Well, Um, I guess my question is, is there any other position that a woman not, I don't want to say could do because I, 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 I believe that there are a lot of positions that they can, but like, are there in your immediate thought in, 
college and NFL anywhere is that like what other position would you put a woman in in a football uniform? Oh, none. None at all. And that yeah, none. No. So it's not even so, up for so, debate. So, do, so does that take the equality aspect out of it? What do you mean? The equal did you say equality? That's what I said. Um yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> now, okay, so so now I ask you is that fair or not? It's 100% fair. Yeah. So now you have to explain yourself. You, <laughs> Go ahead. You really think, I don't care. Listen, 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 listen. I don't care how strong a woman is, how long she's been training. Physiologically speaking, they should not be on the same football field with a guy like Miles Garrett. Right. Even when he was in college, even when he was in high school, they are two different types of of human beings. No, they should not be playing the same sport. I'm sorry. Again, this goes back to me not liking to see people get hurt. That's why. They're, we're, it's just not the same thing. It's not. Um, do all the performance enhancing drugs you want. Like I said, do all of the training you want. I don't care how big she is either. It's just, it's, it, they're, they're, it's not the same thing. So no. I, it's it's just it's a t- it's a tough subject because like I'm all for the equality aspect of it and I'm all for you know her making history by doing what she did but to put her in any other position any position where she can potentially get hit what would I mean I mean I'm not like, okay with it. yeah I know I'm not either but I'm just I'm just thinking like if that were if that were something that happened they put a girl or a woman in a position where she was able to get hit and she did. What would the reaction be like once she finally got hit? Terrible. Terrible. And then, and who's, you know who and then whose fault is it? You know what I mean? Like, Oh, it's 100% the organization's fault. Right. Whoever lets the girl play. Right. And I think that's unfair right. to the organization to, to face that scrutiny. But unfortunately, that's the way it would be. Right. Um, the, okay. So the people that are arguing for equality when it comes to sports and women playing sports with men are the people that have never stepped foot on a football field or the people that have never seen a 95 mile per hour fastball come by their head, you know, or the people that have never been punched for a living or well, shall I go well, on? Well, I mean, I can keep going on and on. Well, you know what I mean? speaking of that, do you think MMA is a different animal when it comes to that? Like as far as no. it is, Okay, I, I guess I, I feel, I'm not saying that all women should be able to step into the ring with all men or in the cage with all men and and be successful. But I'm saying that I think that it, there's potential that some could. Now, 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 as you said, physiologically, strength wise, and things like that, that, that there's just no changing that. That that's that's a, that's just a thing that's there. But. Did as you, far as MMA so, goes and training goes, I think there is potential that some women could get in the cage and be successful against some men. Some professional fighters are just well, the, uh, the die off the couch. I mean, professional, probably, right? Do you not agree yeah. with that so at before all? I answer that, before I answer that with a resounding no, did you see the video, before I forget, did you see the video of some fight that happened in Russia where a 135-pound woman fought a 500-pound man? No. 
I'll send you the video. Okay. It was an absolute shit show. She actually beat him. Okay. Um, he also he also rolled into the octagon. Yes, Whoa. you heard me correctly. He rolled into the octagon. So anyway, if you haven't seen the video, there's no context. So I'll send it to you when we're done, and you can we can talk about it later. It, it was a shit show. Needless to say. Okay. Um. So no, I I no, I don't think women should compete against men. I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying, can they be successful? Can you take a... Um, yeah, Chris Cyborg could go fight, uh, you know, 125-pounder, some of them, and perhaps would fare okay. Yeah. Uh, Amanda Nunes, same thing. Yeah, she could face some. I bet, Ho- do I, think I, bet, that... I, bet, I bet Holly Holm could kick CM Punk's ass. Now, again, we're talking about... <laughs> Shit, I spilled my coffee. Now, again, we're talking about two different things. Well, you said professional fighter, and he was in the UFC, so I call him a professional fighter. See, you're finding a loophole <laughs> for this argument, and I don't appreciate it. Um, I have to to make my no, argument I, valid. <laughs> uh, do No, I... Like, I, I immediately thought of Cyborg fighting, like, Davison Figueredo. You know, the, the flyweight champ. Okay. I think he wipes the floor with her, dude. I think he just. I, I think that. I, just, I, just I think don't that's think a speed, a speed thing. But what, what's there a ten pound difference there with Cyborg? No, Cyborg thirty five or forty five. I mean, supposedly she walks around at like one eighty five. Jeez. So I mean, maybe he walks around at one sixty, one sixty five. So whatever. I still think it's, it's just not the same thing, man. It's just not. But good for the girl at Vanderbilt. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Look, I'm happy for. Her. I'm happy for what it does for women. You know. That's an empowering thing. I, I, I'm all for that. But, you know, no, you don't go get to play cornerback right. or safety or, <laughs> or running back or tight end. No, you could be a kicker. That's cool. And if that's that makes me sexist, then I'm going to be sexist to protect the health of some girls who potentially are inspired by this story and want to go step on the football field with men. Okay. So I'm going to be sexist to save your life. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's why I'm being sexist. Yeah, that, that that's kind of where I wanted to, where I was going with it was just thinking that okay, well, you can. This is inspirational and it's motivational and it should you know it should give hope or faith or whatever to to women out there that they can do something like this. But what if something were to happen and that girl would have got hit when she was kicking? What would be happening? What would be happening today? That's that's why she only did one kickoff. Right. And it was in a lopsided game anyway. Um, the longer she stays on the field, the more potential there is of her getting really badly hurt. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, which, which, again, I, I am not an advocate of that at all. I'm just not. You know, people, football fans make fun of the male kicker, you know, about how they can't take a hit, they can't tackle, this and that. Now, some of them lately have been coming into the league and they've been, uh, f- for instance, I mean, I, I think I've showed you a picture of the Cleveland Browns punter, Jamie Gillen. Um, he's a, he's, he was a former rugby player. I mean, he's jacked. He can hold his own out there. But it still doesn't mean he should be laying hits right. every single time he's out on the field. Right. It, it just doesn't. You know, He plays that position for a reason. If he were capable of doing anything else, he would. So why would I, why would I change my mind on that 
just because you're a woman. I'm not. So I'm not an advocate of anyone getting hurt. So I can't, I can't, I can't preach it enough. So uh, good for that girl. I, I, I don't know her name and I feel like a shithead uh, for not, but um, yeah, it was, it was cool. It's cool. But let's, let's just calm down everyone. Let's, let's just calm down. <laughs> let's just take it easy. So what are the rants do you have? You said you had so many, or have you already gone through them all? No, I mean, well, you saw the post that I, um, so are you going to, are you, are you upset about the Grammy nominations this year? I don't know. Should, you saw should. that post, that post that I put up about how Drake said they needed, there needs to be a new award show created because the weekend got snubbed and wasn't yes. nominated for any Grammys. Yes. I think he and the weekend should get over it. You know, um, and my 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 tweet on this was that real artists should not care about being nominated for any award, period, unless it's like some sort of like humanitarian thing or something like that. You know, uh, they just shouldn't care. Shouldn't care. It means nothing. But Unfortunately, they, they shouldn't. The they, music industry has. Huh? Why are you saying they shouldn't care because they shouldn't be doing it for an award? Is that, what you're, is that kind of where you're yeah. going with that? OK. Art. Why are we rewarding people for their art? And why are we saying it's better than someone else's? So you're it's, so you're saying get rid of all award shows? Uh, yes. Especially, especially the Grammys and the Emmys, and the American, and the Oscars and the American like Music Awards. I mean, once we're like fans vote, that's fine. That that, that serves its purpose, you know. Whether it's rigged or not, or whether it's real fan votes, who knows? But if you're saying the fans have spoken the weekend, you are this year's artist of the year at this year's American Music Awards. Okay, I'm okay with that. But not some fucking bullshit committee that is made up of people who are non-creators, who are just executives and in people who want to use their position of power to say someone's better than the other. Ew. Why? And, and, and what's hap- what has happened is the music industry has designed this to sort of matter when it comes to your career. You know, unfortunately for someone like The Weeknd, if he has Grammy nominated or a Grammy award winning artist in front of his title, it helps him. For some reason, it generates more interest. And I think that's, again, gross. You want to know some of the nominees here? I mean, why why is it gross though? Like, what is? I mean, if if you're in, if you're in that position and you are given that award, and so you have now have that to add to your resume, you feel gross by that. Yeah. Why does he need a resume? Shouldn't his resume be the music? Shouldn't the accolade be? I recorded a really great album that uh, could be a crossover and anyone could listen to it. It's I'm not pigeonholed into some certain some certain genre. I, 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 I cross all, all the check marks. I, you know, I, I cross off everything. I fit all demographics. Shouldn't that be what it's about instead of, I won some bullshit award. I mean, I guess, I, I guess, I guess it's just hard for me to separate from everything that I've seen for my entire life. And it's not just music. It's everything actors. It's, you know, they're all, they all have potential to win these awards for different things. And I guess it's, just, 
I guess it's just padding a resume, I guess. But I like I understand what you're saying. And they're they're kind of in a a profession, if you want to call it a profession, where those awards shouldn't matter, I don't guess. It should just be about the music, but I don't know. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you so the people that put this shit together, this this fucking this horse shit together, let me ask you if you think these are people who are creators, they understand the art and the 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 process behind not only writing music but recording it and putting yourself vulnerably out there for people to judge you okay because let's not forget that we're in a different time now where you have like we've talked about these trolls that are constantly waiting for you to put out a fucking flop or a piece of shit even though there could be a million other people that don't think it's a piece of shit for some reason that voice of people who say you put out something bad and i'm using air quotes there their voice is a resounding uh, level of, of the, the volume of their voice and the reach is so much more than the people who actually liked it. So let me ask you if you think this is a committee of people who know what that's like. So for best rock performance, now the way that they describe this is for new vocal or instrumental solo duo or group or collaborative rock recordings. Now, remember I'm using the word rock. Okay. Which has, many different, which has many different meanings these days, apparently. It shouldn't. It, it, it shouldn't. I know. We, we, it should be very clear what rock music is. But for some reason, again, we, uh, we don't know what it means. So here are the nominees. Fiona Apple, Big Thief, Phoebe Bridges, Haim, Brittany Howard, and Grace Potter. I know one of those. Okay. <laughs> I don't know so, if that makes me a terrible person you, or not. But. <laughs> it doesn't make you a terrible person. But you mean to tell me that of all of the rock artists out there, okay, true, true blue rock and roll, okay, and you can put some sort of other subgenre category within it, blues, uh, alt rock, country rock, Rap rock, I don't care. Of all of the true blue rock artists out there that, you know, plug in a distorted guitar and rock. Those are your nominees for best rock performance of 2020. It's bizarre. It's bizarre to me. No disrespect to anyone on that list that I just named. Okay? No disrespect at all. So, so, so what you're saying is it's not their, it's not the artists, the, the artists you just named, it's not their fault. That they're or that they are that no, they are the ones put on that list. They're just making their music. It's whoever's actually making this list and putting them into this. It's their fault for choosing them. But I, yeah, it's not. It's I'm not blaming it on the artist by any means. Or but I, can I say this too? I, I guess just I guess just agenda choosing with them. those nominees. You know, based off of the genre of rock that they are is that what you mean no just because of who's on the list who's who's nominated can i can i already predict who's going to win i think Haim is going to win because they're the industry's next darlings that's what i'm that's what i'm predicting okay because they're nominated in a couple of other categories as well so if you don't know who they are they're they're a they're they're a all-female pop rock trio okay um i'm predicting that they win because again i think there's they're the industry darlings on that list. You know, Fiona Apple's been around forever. Grace Potter's been around forever. 
Phoebe Bridges has been around. It, it, I just that's just my prediction. Um. So the so the just, the, the, just, the agenda is so kind of what you're saying is the agenda is to push an all female rock band. Is that just for um? What's what's the word I'm looking for? Like, is, is it just for the presence of that? Like what? What it did I say? How? That? how did I say is that? Is that what you mean, though? It's my question. I don't you know mean, if I said that. Are you saying you're reading between the lines here? Well, I, I the, the reason why the reason why I'm saying this be able to play football. <laughs> the reason why I'm saying this is because I've never really, th- but I haven't thought much, that much about it. Like as far as there being a gen- in a, a real what the agenda would be in this type of situation, but it it, it kind of makes sense that they're if they're trying to push a certain. Not really stereotype, but if there's if, if what we're saying is correct that they are trying to push an all female rock band because of how it looks, then now I kind of understand what the I understand the agenda better. I just never really thought about there being an agenda. Yeah, I think that's all there is with the Grammys. But hmm. well, now now I'm interested in going back and looking at previous Grammy winners and stuff and seeing if I can if I can tie some knots there and find out what the agenda may so have been when, in previous years. So back when Metallica was nominated for their first Grammy, do you know who won Best Metal Album that year? Uh-uh. I can't believe you don't know this story. Jethro Tull won Best Metal What year was album. that? I, I think I think Metall- it's when Metallica was nominated for Injustice for All, I want to say. Um, it was definitely before they put out the black album. Um, so like what, yeah, Jethro, what, what decade, uh, that would have been late eighties, early nineties, I believe. When did, I don't, I don't want this to sound bad, but when, okay, it doesn't matter what decade, when, Jethro Tull was when, never a metal band. <laughs> it's never, has never been considered a metal band. It's ridiculous. I know, I know but my, my question is when did Jethro Tull stop being, like relevant. Well, according to the Grammys, man, <laughs> Jethro Tull was always relevant, man. You see where I'm going with this? Have you? Have you? You don't. You don't see yet. But what would be the what would be Let, the reasoning for pushing Jethro Tull as a metal band? I have no idea. I have no who. who, who again, only people <laughs> who don't create would think of this shit. That's this the only the only reason. That's the only anyone who's ever created rock music or metal music before would go, yeah, Jethro Tull's not a metal band. What, what are they talking about? So, and that was the reaction. Okay. Best rock album for albums containing at least fifty one percent playing time of new rock, hard rock, or metal recordings. Okay. Playing time where Fonte? radio radio wise? No, just the, the 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 overall percentage of the album that is the that are those categories. Are oh, those okay, things. okay, I gotcha. That's what they mean. Fontaine's DC, Michael Kiwanaka, Grace Potter, Sturgill Simpson, and The Strokes. I mean, again, <laughs> of all of the artists that are considered rock that put out an album this year, that's the list they came up with. 
So I don't know what to do other than just this, boycott the Grammys again this year, this, which it's not going to matter. This may be a dumb question, but I'm not sure. Is what what is what do record companies like what kind of influence do they have as far as this kind of stuff goes? Tons. So I mean, is there a lot of money a, mo- a lot of money that backs this from record companies? I would imagine. I, I, I would imagine that the the who are they? Let me look up the actual term of the grant. Like the the hang on the Recording Academy. Yeah, that's what they're called. Um, run by a bunch of people who have never recorded music. Clearly, um, yeah, I would I would imagine that a few of the all three of the power major labels have something to do with it because how do you think that best new artist category is created? You don't think that that's somewhat influenced by record labels, right? You know, they want their new artists to be a Grammy winner, right? You know, I remember when Christina Aguilera won best new artist that year that she was nominated and was a big shock. Why, why are you shocked by that? You're the biggest, they're, they're trying to make you the biggest pop star on earth. Like, right. Of course. You're the winner. It, it, and good for her. I, that's, you know, and for someone like her, winning a Grammy worked wonders because, again, it was the way that you could spin. All right. Now, not only is she a pop princess, but also she's a serious singer, you know, a serious artist, that whole thing. I'm not shitting on the artist. I'm shitting on the Grammys itself. And, I get it. And the group of individuals or the group of people that come together and think that this is a competition. It's not a fucking competition, but. Some of the artists buy into it too, man. They 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 want to win a Grammy. They they record music to win a Grammy, apparently. Just like, you know, every every year when the Oscars roll around, like they're predicting who the Oscar winners are. And that that he's been working for that Oscar performance for 15 years. Every movie he but whatever. I, I don't know. I thought he was just trying to entertain me, but cool. <laughs> I don't know. So what you're saying is for you being a musician for as long as you have, you've always been out there just to entertain people and just to make a craft and just to be an artist, not worried about what it's going to bring you. Um, or about it bringing you an award. I certainly haven't given a fuck about an award, (laughs) but again, that goes to, you know, that same sort of, that same sort of, criticism about writing pop songs and songs being on the radio you know i don't like the people that say it's easy to do but also i know it's not easy to do you know so i'm sure it's not easy to write us to write a record or write a song that will get nominated for a grammy you know but no it's certainly not something something i have actually tried to do or care about doing so um i you know do it for me do it for people that enjoy it you know because I am, after all, a fan as well. So I appreciate people that put out stuff that I like. But um, bef- before we end, let me ask you this. If I give you two songs that you say you never get, never have to hear it again in your life, I'm going to give you two options. You tell me which one you would pick. Okay? Okay. Sweet Home Alabama or American Pie. Hmm. So let me ask you this. If you're at a bar and some asshole's doing one of those karaoke, which one infuriates you more? I think is the way that I think about it. So the more drunk shitheads that raise their beers in the air and swing them around and get beer all over me, whichever song 
gets more people to do Rob, it. That's the way I view it. Yeah, probably Sweet Home Alabama. And I think that's because I think I've heard that in my lifetime a lot more. I mean, I've yeah. heard both of them a lot. But yeah, I, I could probably go the rest of my life without hearing Sweet Home Alabama anymore. I think I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to have to agree. Also, it's an incredibly racist song. So <laughs> let's let's just kind of wipe that wipe that from existence. Well, as well. It, w- it was during a time um, where... Racism was racism <laughs> had its had, had its big part in music. <laughs> Might have been a little bit prevalent, yeah. <laughs> what can you do? Ooh, you know what really made me hate that song is when they redid it or did like a little cover of it in the movie Eight Mile. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I leave at home in a trailer out where, oh, they're, out where they're working yeah. on the car. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. Oh, I just can't stand that movie also. That was on yesterday, and that's what made me think of this in a weird way, in an odd way. The movie was just on, and I I stopped on it because I was in between football games yesterday. Boy, that is a bad movie. I just can't stand it. I just can't stand Eminem, and that movie, I, it, just, it reminded me that that movie made me dislike him more. Everything about that movie just drives me nuts. Have you ever been a fan of Eminem? Nope. Never. Hmm. No, uh, no, no, I, I just, that's, a, that's another rant I can save for another show, but no, no. Okay. Well, he really, he has, he has one of those Philip Rivers faces. He doesn't have a racist <laughs> oh, looking face. He just has a, he just has a face that I, that I just, just want to, just want to, just want to give him one of these. You look I don't like know what ta- it is. You look like you're talking to a four-year-old, a four-year-old kid right now. I'm going to give you a knuckle sandwich because <laughs> you have yeah, a racist just, face. Just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it just has one of those faces. Oh, man. You're saying pow? <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, on that I note, are you ready to get out of here? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Out. <laughs> <laughs>